Welcome to Mortification of Spin, a casual conversation about things that count. With Carl Truman, Todd Pruitt, and Amy Bird. Mortification of Spin is a weekly podcast from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Let's join this week's conversation. Welcome to Mortification of Spin, Bully Pulpit. Today, uh, I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Amy Bird, the housewife theologian, and Todd Pruitt. The megachurch pastor. Megachurch pastor, PCA's answer to Joel Osteen and Mark Driscoll rolled into one. (laughs) I'm happy but angry about it. Or angry but happy about it. Anyway, something like that. I do appreciate the Mickey Mouse t-shirt you're wearing today. I'm more than happy to apply fetching. Very fetching. We want to talk today about a topic that's hit the news recently and will probably rumble on for some time to come. And that's the, the explosion into the public sphere of... The Harvey Weinstein sex scandal and the concomitant scandals that have emerged as a result of that. On one level, we might say that it's simply making public what a lot of people have known about for a long time. Stories of the casting couch in 1930s Hollywood were common currency, I think. Everybody knows that there is a, a sleazy underbelly to the movie industry. What's interesting now, of course, is that it's suddenly become something of a cause celebre. And I want to put it to my two co-hosts here, put it in a slightly provocative way. Is Harvey Weinstein guilty only of taking seriously the philosophy of sex, which most of his victims and critics seem to have been very happy to promote in the movies that they have made? Yes, <laughs> I think so. If you look at what the entertainment industry has belched out all across the country in recent decades, it is a celebration of vileness. And at the risk of sounding like a prude, and I'm not a prude, but at the risk of sounding like a prude, I'm just going to say that we've become, I think, desensitized. And I'm speaking about myself here. We've become desensitized to things that ought to still cause us to blush. And by and large, we've lost our ability to blush. Again, I think most Christians in America, thing that we struggle against is not being too prudish, but being too licentious. And a little dose of old-fashioned moral introspection is probably called for with a lot of us. But we've drunk so deeply out of the wells of, of secular entertainment that things that should have shocked us a long time ago no longer do. And so Harvey Weinstein is just a a product of a culture that sees sex as, as recreation, something that I have a right to and a right to indulge in as many ways as are pleasing to me. Now, yes, people say, well, it must be two consenting adults, but that's not a good enough levy around to contain the power of sexuality. It, it's just simply not. It's also very complicated because the whole idea of consent is philosophically and legally mm-hmm. extremely difficult, particularly when you've got relationships that involve a, a hierarchy of power. I mean, when some right. of his unwanted sexual advances seem to have gone on for several years with some right. of these actresses. You know, on one level, they are consenting yeah. in a thin sense, but then there's also the power relation. Right. But I take your point, Todd, that you know, Hollywood has done nothing for the last 20, 30, 40 years but present sex as, as recreation. Right. 
And now, of course, it finds itself caught on the horns of a bit of a contradiction because everybody knows sex is not just recreation. If I walk up to a woman in the street and slap her face, that's vicious and nasty. But very few people, if anyone, would regard that as as heinous, as raping a woman, which is to acknowledge, therefore, that sexual activity does have a a power and a depth and a significance which other forms of physical abuse or contact do not have. Right, right. And if I could just, you know, one of the the ironic things that has been captured in photos that went viral around social media was the concurrence of the event of of the Harvey Weinstein revelations with the death of Hugh Hefner. And, of course, you had all of these photos Mm -hmm. taken at newsstands or in the aisles of supermarkets where you had magazines sitting next to each other, one Mm -hmm. with Harvey Weinstein on the cover and the other with a eulogy of Hugh Hefner on the cover, Mm -hmm. a guy who promoted a misogynistic view of gratification that Weinstein is just living up to. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Hollywood gave him the environment in a lot of ways, and we're seeing you know more and more uncovered now Mm -hmm. of of the darkness there. There is a hypocrisy that we see, but at the same time, I don't I don't know if I want to say that he's just a product of Hollywood because I feel like there's always been abusive men like this in every culture and and he could thrive there. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I wouldn't want to say that every producer or actor or whatever even in that environment would ever think of doing those yeah. things. Yeah, the thing that's so ironic because what you said is perfectly true. Every generation has you know, boors like Harvey Weinstein. What's so interesting about this particular thing, and of course now it's stretched way beyond Harvey Weinstein now. The accusations are coming against yeah. everybody from, it's terrible. It's from, really from, terrible. from Sulu, George Takai, to, to Kevin Spacey, and on and on it's going. Mm-hmm. What, Mr. Sulu. Mr. Sulu has a little bit of an accusation in the past. But, 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 oh, but, but what's, so, what's so unique about this is that it's happening in this very liberal cultural bubble that prizes very highly feminism respecting women, empowering women, these men who campaign for female politicians mm. and contribute to pro-abortion candidates and causes and and you know seem to be so introspective about how women are being treated and the whole time they're exposing themselves, you know, themselves to these young starlets knowing that that young lady wants more than anything to finally get her break in mm-hmm. in Hollywood and probably is going to give in to the overtures. Well, it's always been easier to be decent and respectful towards a cause or a concept than towards the people you actually interact with. Anybody can put up a hashtag. Anybody can sign a petition about Mm -hmm. justice Mm -hmm. far away. Actually behaving decently to the people you live next to or the people you work with, that's a a very different matter. Picking up on something you said a few moments ago, Tyler, I was struck when you mentioned the word modesty. Mm-hmm. Remember reading uh, in Augusto Del Noche's work how you know the game of the sexual revolution has not been to redefine modesty, to loosen it up. The game of the sexual revolution has actually been to abolish the mm-hmm. concept of modesty yeah. entirely, to make it anathema, to make modesty a sin. And yeah. I think that's what Hollywood has really been trying to do mm-hmm. all these years. Hollywood is partly responsible for the mainstreaming of pornography. Yes. That's what really disgusts me, especially with, um, you know, you see these young actresses on like Disney Channel mm-hmm. and Nickelodeon, these girls that 
get all, a huge audience of kids. And then once they kind of get to that 16, 17 year old age, I mean, you notice they're kind of over sexualized mm, already right. on these kids shows. And then um, all of a sudden, there has to be this huge transformation. Right. They have to become edgy yeah. now. Miley, with a whole new Miley level Cyrus. Of sexuality. Oh, Miley Cyrus yeah, the and Britney sure. Spears mm-hmm. and yeah. um, I mean, Selena Gomez. Yeah. It's just there's so many of them. And it's like, you know, the train wreck's coming soon. Yeah. And then it just breaks my heart to see that happen to them. And even with Miley Cyrus, I mean, there were some sketchy photographs with her and her father, Billy Ray Cyrus, yeah. Oh, yeah. that were inappropriate, right. you know, for, right. for marketing. And it, it was just like, what are you doing? And again, and again, all of this stuff where children are involved, adolescents, young teenagers are involved. This is an industry run by adults right. who are not even slightly ignorant about the implications of what they're peddling. They know mm-hmm. very well what is going to make them the most money. And again, again, this is coming out of an industry a highly socially liberal industry that is, you know, purportedly so much for people mm-hmm. and, and the protection of people and for the underdog. And yet they exploit children in some of the most shameless mm-hmm. or shameful yeah. ways imaginable. Yeah. It's interesting as well. The reaction to this is the production of more codes. Mm-hmm. more right. you know small l laws of right. behavior to be imposed mm-hmm. rather than addressing the issue of well what does it mean to cultivate a virtuous member of society mm-hmm. how do we get to cultivating right. a virtuous member of society the one thing these you know that's not going to happen is you're not going to see the morality being modeled and set forth as an ideal in the products of pop culture mm-hmm. changing yeah because sex yeah. sells. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get the same filth being mm-hmm. pumped out right. that is very, very positively connected to the behavior of the Weinsteins. As I said earlier, you know, Weinstein, gosh, he's being held to account for taking the philosophy seriously and bringing it into real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea of the cultivation of virtuous human beings is anathema because, of course, the ideal today is self-expression. Well, and it's also painted out to be impossible. And I look at the church, too, and our reaction a lot of the time, adding these extra-biblical laws and codes in reaction instead of teaching more about virtue and relationships is, again, over-sexualizing on the other end of the spectrum. So I think we need to be really careful Mm -hmm. as a church on our reactions to the sexual revolution as well. You know, my view on this is it's it's a relationship between the two. So you're absolutely right on the idea of, you know, in terms of the Hollywood situation, kind of a a new secularized law or a new secularized moral code to try to rein in some of the behavior of the men who, who are so powerful in that industry. It's going to be you know, successful in a very limited sense because it's not actually changing anything fundamental or asking questions that get to the heart of the problem. That said, there are also, you know, guidelines or in any given situation, I still have to consider, you know, the condition of my heart. And, you know, the three of us have talked in some ways, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on air or we've just talked about it popular or, or, or um, uh, off, off air uh, privately. Um, <laughs> in um, conversations. Yeah, in conversations. I mean, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the so-called what, what, what's come to be known as the Pence rule, you know, and Mike Pence, the vice president, making headlines about the fact that, 
you know, early on, he he'd said, you know, he, he just he, he won't have dinner one on one with the woman, not his wife. And and I happen to be a fan of the Pence rule. And I would argue that it's not because it, it over sexualizes the relationship. What it does is it says there are certain boundaries that are just really good for people who are sinful to recognize. Now, that said, I've had coffee in, you know, I've I've been in public spaces with people who are female who are in my church where they'll sit down at the table with me in a coffee shop and we'll have a great conversation for a while. I'm not conflicted about that at all. And sometimes the line is arbitrary. I admit that. Sometimes it's subjective. I have no problem admitting that at all. I think it comes down to a wisdom call for Well, that's what I think we should really promote is actually exercising wisdom Mm -hmm. and discernment because, I mean, there are definitely times where, no, you should not get in that car with that person. Or a lot of these Hollywood scandals we're finding, like, was it really a good idea to be in a hotel room, you know, alone with this man? There's times where, you know, it's obvious. And then there are other times where we really need to exercise discernment. Yeah. But- are we teaching more avoiding, and, and which I think is over-sexualizing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or promoting holiness yeah, in yeah. relationships? And that's a good distinction. That's yeah. a good distinction. I think that connects to another thing as well, that when you start producing law codes, either formal or informal, you can end up catastrophizing trivial situations. Mm-hmm. Right. Explain I mean, that. Well, it, some of the more trivial slap but lurid headlines that have come out in the newspapers over the last couple of weeks. And I'm thinking Daily Mail here, right, so they may right. be entirely fictional. Mm-hmm. You know, the Daily Mail is not the most reliable source of, of news. But it's coming down to, well, I was sexually harassed by this man at work who asked me out for a yeah. date. Or I was, you know, there was some silly headline about, you know, this MP, he put his hand on my knee 20 years ago mm-hmm. and, and now he's sort of being excoriated for that. There has to be a certain amount of interaction between human mm-hmm, beings mm-hmm. and i'm thinking i'm sitting there thinking man i i remember asking a couple of girls out for coffees or a drink when yeah. i was at college mm-hmm. and yeah i was looking for a date and they said no and that was fine it was not asking a girl out for a date is not the same as right. Being yeah. sexually harassing her or assaulting her and i right. think we've got to be careful otherwise we're going to end up in, in a position where or true immoral failure yeah. i mean like there was a popular tweet by a popular pastor after the mike pence rule came out and he said I might give a woman a ride to the hospital if a bone were sticking out. Oh my gosh. And yeah. all these oh. all these godly popular yeah. pastors are retweeting it saying, yeah. "Yep, that's about right." Yeah, yeah, and I just yeah. looked at it and I was devastated how reductive well, that right. that way of looking at women is. Like well, every woman is a potential threat that well, you can't even remember Eve, out. remember Eve people, yeah. that's all I have to say. It's just yeah. so insulting. But right. also remember the world we now live in. We're not just dealing with male female relations. Right. Male and male, right. multiples. Kevin I mean, Spacey. You're going to end up in a situation where all you can do is drive in a car by yourself <laughs> or with the woman you're married to. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Because if you're in a car with anybody else in it's the like human race, you're not race, a sexual predator you could be or temptress if right. you're giving uh, someone a ride. You know, there has to be, again, we go back to our favorite common sense. Common, common sense. You have to use a bit of common sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, at one time I was of the opinion, you know, that no guy has ever committed adultery, wasn't first on his own with a woman. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Right. But you could say no guy's ever committed adultery who didn't first speak to a woman. Right, right. Or didn't first walk into a restaurant where there were women. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the one size fits all mm-hmm. runs certain risks as yeah. well. And I, you know, I've got like two growth, sons. They're not too. married. And I think, you know, I'm glad that I'm not in the dating game yes. these days because, yes. 
Gosh, I wouldn't want to ask a girl out for a perfectly innocent cup of coffee and then find that she's gone and complained to my line manager that that was sexual. Yeah. Well, that's sexual, not fair for, for women advance. who are really harassed, too, you know, to it trivializes wanting to speak what's actually up. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. Catastrophizing always trivializes right. as so, well. And so a thing that comes to my mind, and this is where we know it's gotten unhealthy, it is very common for me as a pastor on any given Sunday morning when women who are members of my church are talking to me in between services, asking me a question, telling me something like that, and I will very often at one point, just put my hand on their shoulder. Oh, yeah, you know, or pat them like that or or, or touch their arm. It, You're a monster, man. Yeah, exactly. That, you it's, monster. It's just reflexive for me. I mean, I'll do that to guys. I'll pat them on the shoulder. I just, for whatever reason, I'll touch somebody when I'm talking to them, except for Carl, because we know right. that makes him uncomfortable. <laughs> but but I, I do that with almost yeah. everybody I talk yeah. to. And just in the last year or so, I started thinking, maybe I need to have a rule where when I'm talking to a woman, my hands just go directly into my pockets. But what a what a sad... Mm-hmm. You know what? what well, what and singles conclusion. in the church are complaining now because they're saying that they have no intimate interactions at all, like in a friendly way of right. even touching, because yeah. people are so are hyper so hypersexualizing every single thing. Something like that, um, you, you know, you won't even touch a right. single woman, and and right. it's it starves them really of, mm-hmm. of com- any kind of companionship. See, I, have the opposite, and, I have the opposite problem because there are women in my church who you know I hate hugging. <laughs> <laughs> and they will hug me. And I remember being at a faculty lunch uh, and uh, the wife of one of my colleagues came over and hugged me and then grabbed my arm and marched me off to the lunch table precisely because she knew how terribly uncomfortable <laughs> that would make me. And, you know, and at the same time, I understand the tension because there are some horror stories out there. Yeah. I, I was telling you all about a situation that I know of where yeah. a woman made an accusation of sexual harassment against a pastor. And I promise you, I'm not exaggerating this because he said hi to her and used her name. And she told me and some other people looking into this that I knew what he meant by that. Mm. Well, you know, so the whole thing is messed up and it's a very, it's, well, it's made it very difficult. There to is navigate. real abuse happening yeah. in churches. Yeah. And, sure there and is. We always need to listen Ab- absolutely. And, and investigate too, but yep. that's the part that makes it so frustrating is the crazy accusations well, and, and the unfounded ones end up yeah, muddying the waters. Yeah, because so the, many that are real right. are looked at as, as exactly. crazy. Uh, suddenly suspect. Yeah. And again, right. it goes back as well to the psychologizing of, of oppression, which you've talked about before. Mm-hmm. As soon as sexual harassment becomes a primarily psychological thing, then you're going to get into real difficulties of where do you draw the line. I, mean, I think we all know, broadly speaking, what an inappropriate touching mm-hmm. uh, of another person yes. would look like right but putting your arm on the shoulder yeah probably probably not in most cases mm-hmm. looking at them in a funny way well you're getting into the grounds right. of real subjectivity mm-hmm. there. the definition of sexual harassment in a psychological age mm-hmm. is very very tricky and complicated and all the more reason why churches and families need to be very diligent about raising up virtuous people we need people who are virtuous, people who think virtuously, and uh, uh, because of that, then we'll, we'll hopefully make good and wise uh, choices. It, it's a minefield out there. We know that, and it's, it's very difficult to navigate, um, and it's a challenge before us. Uh, but uh, this whole issue with Weinstein and now all of the other multiple accusations, I think, has been a reminder to us about what goes into our minds, what shapes us, and the role that the church and the family has to speak back against that. 
Well, we're glad you joined us today. Hope uh, the discussion was helpful for you. Please visit our website, mortificationofspin.org, and if you feel so inclined to make a financial donation so that we can continue to offer this podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Well, in spite of all of the demands that Amy places upon our budget, what with her Lexus lease and all of the specialty chocolates and the strawberries that we have to supply every time we record, we actually have a very modest budget, and it's supplied by a group of faithful supporters, a small group. So if you would be willing to join that group of supporters, we would love to have your support. So please visit our website, mortificationofspin.org, to make a donation. It is the gifts that you make that enable us to be a strong and independent voice in the contemporary church. And we hope that you find value in Mortification of Spin and the work that we're doing here. So again, please consider giving support, and we are certainly thankful for that. Thanks for listening to Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. To read more on hard-hitting topics like this, visit the podcast page and blog at mortificationofspin.org, where we'll have links and other articles from Amy, Carl, and Todd. And while you're there, please subscribe and consider making a donation. And be sure to listen next time when Carl, Todd, and Amy talk about This person is always worth reading, even or perhaps especially when I disagree with him, because he makes me think. Right away in the beginning you say, We have thought too much in recent years about the science of thinking and not enough about the art. To what ought to seem like ordinary decency, you know, trying to understand what the other person is saying. That interview is next time. Join us then. Turn it off. I've just discovered my repugnant cultural moment, and that's it. <laughs>